Chemo Chair Prayers is a podcast for anyone who's heard the words, it's cancer. If you're struggling to keep fear and worry at bay, to trust God no matter what, or simply need a little faith boost and to feel God's arms around you, you're in the right place. Because of all the things cancer robs us of, the certainty of who and whose we are, how to pray when we have no words, and the strength, peace, trust, and yes, even the joy we long for are at the top of the list. If you don't want to merely survive cancer, but long to thrive in the midst of it, take a seat, grab your cup of tea, let your shoulders relax, and allow me to lead you through a short story and a prayer using our guided format with the acronym TRUST, followed by a simple practical invitation to experience God's loving presence now and in the days ahead. Right this minute, the house opposite us is being demolished. You might even be able to hear a faint rumble in the background as I couldn't find a quiet spot in the house to record. There's a bulldozer out front, tearing it apart limb from limb. It's not in a clear, systematic way. It doesn't seem to be neat or thoughtful. Nope, having torn the bushes and the trees from in front of the house, It's raising its mighty claw into the air and simply smashing its way through what was once somebody's family home. The noise is painful to listen to, with beams splintering and snapping like twigs, a bathtub that once held splashing kids, shattering like a carelessly dropped cup of tea, and the crumbling of a million memories being turned to rubble that will then just be hauled away. We've known for months our neighbour's house was coming down, But still, the shock of seeing that bright yellow bulldozer rattle its way up the driveway and begin its work was shocking. And I know that whether we've known our diagnosis was coming or it slammed into us completely out of the blue, hearing we have cancer can feel like a bulldozer's driven up our safe little neighbourhood street, turned into our driveway without any warning and simply started knocking down our home. When the cancer bulldozer starts smashing into our lives, it's not just our health and our families that start to crumble. Our faith, and especially our trust in God, doesn't escape unscathed either. If you know my story, you'd probably think that by now I'd be a dab hand at trusting God. But believe me, I'm not. I still find it as difficult as squeezing into my tumble-dried skinny jeans. The last 15 years have taken me through deep pain and loss. And yet whenever I've stepped out and trusted God, I've seen him show up in the most extraordinary ways, both big and small. So in theory, I should be a professional God-truster by now. Yet I'm not. For some reason, every time I need to trust God, it's as if it's the very first time. And it's an almighty struggle, yet again. It's so annoying. Wouldn't it be nice if trusting in the Lord with all our heart and not leaning on our own understanding, as it says in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, was super straightforward, no matter what life threw at us? When my mum was told her cancer had spread to her brain and there'd be no Christmas dinner for her that year, yep, those were the words her oncologist used midway through October, I discovered that when I trusted God in the pain and loss, He brought the comfort I longed for. And when my sister died of the same disease at just 43, 
and I shouted my anger and frustration into the wind as I ran the rugged cliff paths near her home on the south coast of England. I discovered that when I trusted God, I felt heard and understood, even if he didn't magic her cancer or my grief away. He had proved his trustworthiness in those moments and a million others like them. So why on earth did I struggle to trust him when I was diagnosed just six weeks after my sister's funeral? I wanted to trust. I needed to trust. I knew I could trust. But still, I struggled. I knew trusting him would help me find the peace, the comfort and the strength I was desperate for. But at the same time, it was just so ridiculously hard. On the one hand, I knew I could trust him with it all my treatment, my family, and whether I'd have Christmas dinner that year or not. And yet on the other hand, to trust him meant to let go. And I wasn't sure I could do that. Letting go seemed terrifying. I trusted, but I didn't. And maybe you've hit that place too. You know you need to trust God, and you do, kind of, but it's just plain hard. Every fibre of your being wants to trust God, but you find yourself clinging to what you can see and touch rather than a God you can't. Oh friend, I get it. With the news that my tumour was either cancer or lymphoma, it felt like the heat-seeking missile of death had locked in on me, and more specifically, my rear end. Because yes, my cancer was rectal cancer. And I therefore had a choice. To trust or not to trust. To trust or not to trust, isn't that always the question? I was willing, but I didn't know where to start. I wanted to trust, but couldn't muster up enough strength to get much further than the starting line, let alone burst through the finishing tape. When we're diagnosed with cancer and then journeying through it through no choice of our own, how are we meant to trust God? How can we build our trust in him when it's lying broken and demolished by those three words? It's cancer. You might have heard me tell the story of when my hubby Al and I were on honeymoon and we decided to get our scuba diving certification. I know, we're mad, spending our honeymoon with our noses in a textbook, learning the relationship between depth, pressure, rate of oxygen consumption and all the possible things that can go wrong underwater if you don't stick to the safety rules. But we loved it. And as a zoology major, I came alive as we ventured into the blue waters to be met by a scene from Finding Nemo. We were drilled in the number one rule of scuba diving. Plan the dive and dive the plan. No going wild and changing the plan mid-dive. That was asking for something to go wrong. No, to not just get the best out of your dive, but to stay safe, you plan the dive and dive the plan. And we did. Until our last fateful dive. On our last day, our instructor told us that our dive would pass a big cave and the more experienced divers explore inside and see the most incredible fish. But we wouldn't be going in, just viewing whatever fish decided to show their face at the entrance that day. So as we floated, suspended above the coral, and swam towards the cave up ahead, we were horrified to see our instructor beckon us in. What was he thinking? This wasn't on the plan. We nervously followed him into the darkness, But as the blackness enveloped us and we lost sight of him, I lost all sense of where I was. Which way was up? Where was the exit? 
and I could feel the panic rising as I put my face mask right up against Al's and with the terror really clear in my eyes, he got the message that we needed to get the heck out of there. Ever since that day, the mantra, plan the dive and dive the plan, has stayed with me and I've learned that what is true in diving is also true with trusting God. To get the most out of a dive trip, you plan the dive and dive the plan. And in the same way, we get the most out of life when we plan to trust and trust the plan. Because if you're anything like me, when the going's good and life's all rainbows and butterflies, it's easy to trust God and we think we'll be able to trust him no matter what. But when the darkness closes in and we don't know which way is up, or the bulldozer shows up at our front door and starts demolishing our beautiful life, it's not so easy. So today I want to share with you my wonderfully simple plan to trust God. I created it when I realised that despite my best intentions, when the rubber hit the road, trusting God didn't come as automatically as I'd assumed it would. I needed to plan to trust and then trust the plan. Because unfortunately, trusting God doesn't just happen the day we meet Jesus. It's a choice we make daily as we meet the world head on. Over time, I've discovered that I simply need to be willing to make that choice. And willingness is hope, trust and faith all bundled into a tentative yes. And it's where I began. And it's where you can start too. Thankfully, when we trust God, it's not about us and what we can do but about him and what he can do. It's about refusing to hold on and bravely choosing to let go. In those moments when life goes into a downward-facing spiral, we need to intentionally choose to trust even when we don't feel like it. And these five steps have helped me trust God even when all I had was a small smidgen of willingness. And I pray these five steps help you too. First of all, we check God's credentials. Before we trust anyone, whether it's a doctor or a car mechanic, we check out their references and find out what our friends say about them, right? Isn't that true? Well, we can do the same with God. We can read Bible stories that show how faithful he is in times of trouble and fear and see what it says about him. And we can ask those friends of ours who seem to have superhuman levels of trust in God What do they have to say about him? Why do they trust him so strongly? And we can read biographies of great women and men of faith and see God in action. And as you do, I pray you see God's faithfulness. Because as it says in Psalm 119 verse 90, Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You establish the earth and it endures. Why not read the story of Joseph in chapters 37 to 47 of Genesis, asking yourself how God proved himself trustworthy to Joseph? Secondly, we can ask for help. I'm not sure if it's my stubborn independent streak or I simply hadn't thought about it, but I'd always assumed that trusting God was something I had to do on my own, that I couldn't or shouldn't ask God for his help. In reality though, as with everything in life, God wants to help us. He wants to help us trust him. As it says in Psalm 34, 17, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. And when our troubles include struggling to trust him, 
He's delighted to help us strengthen and build our trust muscles. One of my favourite prayers in the Bible is the simple prayer of the father who brought his demon-possessed son to Jesus to be healed. He had faith and belief, but not a lot. He'd come with the faith he'd had and simply asked Jesus for more, with the words, I believe, help my unbelief. And we can do the same with our meagre levels of trust. Come with what we have and ask for more, praying, I trust, help my lack of trust. I trust, help my distrust. I can assure you God is delighted to send his Holy Spirit to help us. Remember Jesus' words in Luke eleven thirteen. How much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Friends, we need only ask. And thirdly, we need to choose to hold on. My friend, we so often forget that trust is a verb or a doing word, as Miss Spencer, my third grade teacher, would say. It's an action only we can choose to take. Unfortunately, no one can take it for us. I can't ask Al to trust God for me and be let off the hook. It's a choice only I can make, even when I don't feel like it. And the same is true for you too, I'm afraid. And we don't need our emotions' permission to hold on and trust God. We just have to do it. With or without the permission of our emotions. Fourth on the plan to trust is to let go. I like to think of holding on to God and letting go as one seamless motion because we can't hold on to God if our hands, heads and hearts are full of something else that we're clinging to instead of him. Whether we know it or not, we all trust in something every minute of every day. So let me ask you, what are you trusting to get through your cancer journey? Maybe it's your own strength and stiff upper lip. That was me for sure. Perhaps it's your doctor and their treatment plan, or maybe it's your friends and family. Now don't get me wrong, trusting all these things isn't bad. Lord knows we need to be strong. We must trust our doctors and rely on our family and friends to get us through. The trouble is, often we hold on to them so tightly, we have no strength or room to hold on to God as well. And yet to fully trust God... We must let go of all these other things and grasp hold of God with both hands. We can't hedge our bets and put our trust in both. Your doctors, friends and family, even your own strength are all good things. They just can't replace God. Because the truth is, trust that's not fully given isn't really trust. It's simply wishful thinking in disguise. As it says in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. So let me ask you, is there anything you need to let go of in order to fully grab hold of God? Maybe it's fear, worry, control, unforgiveness, your own strength or grief. Maybe there's something else. And I want to invite you to imagine laying it down and picking up the promises of God instead. And lastly, in our five-step plan to plan to trust and trust the plan, it's to keep a record of how you see God's faithfulness in your life. When we begin to trust God, it builds our confidence in him for the future. It raises our expectations of what he can do 
and what he will do and it sets us up to trust him more next time. I like to think of it as kind of like paying into a trust bank. Every time we see God's faithfulness in our lives, in both big and small ways, let's make a note of it. Pull out your journal, the notes app on your phone, or why not have a separate notebook for simply jotting down times you've seen God's trustworthiness? Because here's the thing, as we go along, jotting down small acts of his faithfulness alongside moments we've seen him move in mighty ways, we end up creating our own record of how he's shown up that we can then go back to for step number one, checking out his credentials in those moments we feel our trust muscle flagging. When we're sitting in the chemo chair and our mind starts to spiral, we know we've planned to trust and can trust the plan. So we go back to number one and begin to check out God's credentials, beginning with our own stories of his faithfulness. Then friends, as we trust God in the midst of whatever cancer's thrown at us, we discover that with God, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. And it's possible after all, to trust when we least feel like it. Remembering, as it says in Deuteronomy 7, 9, that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. So as a quick recap, here is our plan to trust. And don't forget, we can plan to trust and trust the plan. First of all, we're going to check out God's credentials. Then we're going to ask for his help before we choose to hold on and let go all at the same time. And then we're going to keep a record of how we see God's faithfulness in our life. And so we go back to the beginning as we build a record of credentials that we can use whenever we need. So before we pray, let me ask you this. Are you willing to be willing? Willing to let go of all you've been clinging to and hold on to the one who will never let you go. Now, as we always do, we're going to take a moment to pray using our simple guided prayer format that uses the acronym TRUST. And you can download a bookmark with this handy dandy acronym on it at chemochairprayers.com. And the TRUST stands for thanking him for who he is and what he's done, resting in his love, unburdening our hearts, surrendering our hopes, fears and needs, and lastly, taking him at his word. Now don't forget, the goal of these times of prayer is to both pray together, but also to make time and space for you to pray in the quiet of your own heart, making this prayer your own, however you want. And remember, you can pause the audio anytime if I move on too quickly, or if you want to keep praying and hang out with God for a little bit longer. So let's start by thanking God for who he is and what he's done. Oh Lord God, we thank you that you have shown your trustworthiness from the beginning of time. You have been faithful in mighty ways and small ways to people of all generations, to kings and queens and lowly shepherds, to unknown individuals and your people as a whole. Lord, we thank you for the ways you've been faithful to us in the past, all the many ways you have shown up, all the many ways that you have held on to us when we haven't been able to hold on to you. Lord, we thank you 
for your steadfast love and faithfulness. Can I invite you now to take a moment to thank him for who he is and what he's done for you. Taking a moment to thank him for his faithfulness and trustworthiness in your life. Next, we're going to rest in his love. Lord, your love is solid as a rock and will never fail. We can trust it to be there day and night, no matter how we feel, where we've been or what we've done. Lord, we rest in the strength and steadfastness of your love. We lean into it. We give ourselves over to it. We are enveloped by it and strengthened by it. And now take a moment to simply be still and rest in his love for you. And now as we unburden our hearts, we say, oh Lord, it is hard to trust you. We want to hold on to things ourselves, but so much has happened in life and it's so hard and relentless and our ability to trust just gets worn down. We want to trust you. Help us trust you. Show us how and strengthen us by your spirit. Maybe as we take a moment to unburden our hearts to him, you can invite him into what is weighing you down, what you're struggling to trust him with, what particular situations or people or pains you want to trust him with but are struggling to. Now we surrender our hopes and fears and needs to him. Oh Lord, there is so much we want to stay in control of, but so much more we need to trust you with. And Lord, we surrender it to you. We give it over to you. We leave it with you. And Lord, we choose to let go of control and hold on to you. Lord, we surrender and trust you with our health, our family, our finances, our future. We trust your purposes in all this, even if it seems so hard to comprehend. And lastly, we take him at his word. Lord, we trust you. Help our lack of trust. We believe, help our unbelief. We take you at your word that you are our rock and salvation, our fortress and our strength. Lord, we take you at your word and we don't just believe in you, but we choose to believe you, who you say you are. And I want to invite you to take a moment to take him at his word, to confess your trust in his word about who he is. As always, we like to take a moment to enter into a spiritual practice you can make your own and use it now, right now, and take it into the week ahead. As we like to say at City Church, where we pastor, it's great to talk about God and talk to God but it's even better to meet him. And that's the goal of these practices today, 
to help us encounter God and let him speak to us and transform us right now. So I'd like to invite you to think of your biggest challenge, your loudest worry, the thing that's keeping you up at night, the thing that you've struggled to trust God with fully. Now you can either imagine yourself doing this now and take time to actually do it later or do it now if you like. But I want you to write that thing on a piece of paper. You can write a single word like healing, marriage, kids, or write it as a prayer. But then take that paper and as an act of trust, place it somewhere that to you means it's in God's hands. Maybe that's the back of your Bible or under a rock outside somewhere. A friend of ours slid hers behind the cross at church as an act of trust and faith. The idea is that we're saying, I'm giving this to you now, God, because I choose to trust. Then as you do, why not pray that as a prayer? Lord, I give this to you. I can't hold on to it any longer. I trust you and let go of control. Help me walk away. You've been listening to Chemo Chair Prayers with me, Nikki Hardy. And I always say that thriving is a team sport, so I'd love to know how you're doing and how this simple spiritual exercise and our trust prayer were for you. You can always find me and leave a comment on the Chemo Chair Prayers website, chemochairprayers.com. And that's also where you can download a copy of your own trust-guided prayer format bookmark. If you've enjoyed Chemo Chair Prayers, please recommend it to a friend, your cancer support group, or maybe forward it to your pastoral care team who might be looking for resources for those with cancer. And then why not hit subscribe and leave a five-star review? Not only will that ensure that you get the next episode when it airs, but your review will mean that others journeying through cancer will be able to find chemo chair prayers more easily. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.